0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back into the buster show podcast today we have an alumni of the show mark metry welcome back to the show my friend
1: buster what's popping thanks for having me glad to be back
0: first things first i want to start this off with a banger so without any further ado you know I, i was reading online and i was looking at your linkedin and i saw this fact from a reliable media company that vegans and vegetarians are twice as depressed as meat eaters is that true i mean i didn't i had no idea you
1: know it's so interesting you know so i you know i grew up where i was basically you know like um i was in i mean i'm still in this religion but um I basically fasted like literally every single year of my life growing up half a year from animal products. And um and like there was a period in time like in 2016 where like I was vegan and a lot of the times when people like hear that like oh you know vegans are more likely to be depressed, people think it's kind of like uh it's almost like an insult towards vegans of like oh you know they're more likely to be depressed because you know, I don't know. they're like more aware of like how the world works, and they like feel you know pain for animals and and things like that. So I'm not talking about it from that perspective. You know what I mean? Like if someone has their own beliefs and what they believe in, people should do whatever they want. But sure. what I will say is that um it it's it's true, and the reason why it's true, and it may not be true for everybody, and you know it's there's no absolutes, and it may differ from person to person. But I mean, like the reality is, is that human beings have been eating meat uh, ever since that we've existed, literally for thousands of years. And so the fact that like people now are saying that, oh, we should follow a diet that's like vegan is like literally the opposite of literally everything that human beings have been doing at a biological level. You know, when like we can change society and we can change things, but the reality is like, you can't change hardwired evolutionary biology. And to take a step further, uh, like when you look at it, right? What? Why is this happening? Part of the reason is because, um, like when you just look at meat, right? Like a lot of people think meat is just uh, or animal products is just uh, protein, you know. And the reality is is that meat is filled with things that your brain and your body can like rapidly absorb in a very good way. So, for example, um, you know, there's this compound that your brain like really needs called omega-3 essential fatty acids and this has been like literally shown like hard evidence that you know basically like literally every single mental health issue is correlated with uh an omega-3 deficient brain the the u.s navy did a study that showed that if you are deficient in omega-3s you have a an increased chance of like 65 percent chance of uh committing suicide so like this stuff is like very serious stuff. Like this stuff wow. is uh, like your brain cannot produce it by itself. Uh, it says it's omega-3 essential fatty acids, which means your brain has to consume it from somewhere else. And for example, like for the most part, it's only found in like in seafood. And for example, Crazy. like there are other sources of omega-3s that are found in like nuts and seeds and things like that. But the thing is that they're a different form of omega-3 and on top of that, a lot of people, they actually struggle to convert it into a bioactive form, like in their body. And so, um, and so again, like for me, I don't, I honestly don't care what people eat. Like, if people have beliefs, they can eat whatever they want. But for me, like, part of the reason why I'm passionate that, like, all of a sudden, over like the last ten years, all of a sudden, the entire like message. Is like oh you know go plant-based or go vegan you should mostly be eating plants i just feel like that's not true whatsoever and and on top of that there's very detrimental consequences um to that depending on the person if someone just stops eating you know all animal products Um, the reality is it's like it's not that it's not like they're just going to eat more broccoli they're not what they're going to do is they're going to go to the store they're going to be super hungry they're going to be nutrient deprived they're going to go to the grocery store And they're going to be like, oh, let me see what's vegan, and then you have all these like companies that have just like sprouted out of thin air that are all these vegan companies. Which again, there are some good ones, but a lot of them are not good. They literally just sell the same exact product with, you know, sugar and uh, and all these different wording on the back. Yeah. Yeah, use some different wording, and they just just like remove the eggs, and it's like, yo. The The bad part about that was not the eggs. Like it was not the animal products. It was the sugar. It was the preservatives. And so that's what happens, you know, and I've seen it happen a thousand times. And again, I don't think there's anything such as a universal healthy diet, but I definitely believe that human beings need to eat like a species appropriate diet. And like the, the most amount of evidence that we have, like they have studies where they've taken uh, carbon isotopes and they've literally showed how human beings have been eating meat for thousands of years because like farming and all this stuff is very very hard to do it's very hard to come up with like enough food for only plants than to just like hunt an animal which is why like there's literally never been a successful like society or civilization in human history that has been even at all vegan whatsoever you you know know, it's
0: a it's a really interesting subject that i am not an expert in but the way that i think about you know any subject like this is in you know the larger context, right? And I, I, you know, while I do think that in 2022 the world, despite what the news says, despite what media says, it's the greatest it's ever been. It has never been better than right now at this moment. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, you know, uh, medicine is better. Lifespans are longer. Uh, there's more variety. You can travel anywhere. We're going back to space. You know, there, there are <laughs> a billion things that are technology is a thousand, probably more than a thousand times better than it was a 100 years ago. Probably a, a million times better. Right. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you know, I do wonder, uh, you know, if you are similar to how you reference people back in the day eating meat, because that's all we knew, maybe we weren't as wise or smart or developed, but, you know, there's usually a lot of happiness in that. Uh, and it's, you know, to, to compare, you know, humans to any other species, like you, you wouldn't see a, a shark completely change their diet. Uh You know, I, probably <laughs> because they're not as intelligent as we are and, and don't overthink, you know, everything that happens in the world. Um, But on, on like a happiness front uh in, in, tangent with this i think the reason why a lot of people are unhappy now isn't because the world is any worse place like i said it's probably the best it's ever been it's just because we're not channeling our roots of happiness which are you need to get sunlight you gotta get outside you gotta work out you gotta eat good food that's it there's pretty much nothing else um but that's (laughs) that's like the context that i think about you know everything through and this like debate i don't even think it should be a debate yeah, no. you know they do what you want to do but i want everybody to be healthy yeah um you know so it's like maybe if they don't want to eat meat or or whatever there's got to be better ways to get them the stuff that is good for them for sure. and the conversation around education is just something that i generally believe in
1: yeah i know 100 i i totally agree and um and yeah, and again, like you can totally be a vegan and you can take the right supplements and you can be totally fine. And um, and again, like the reason why I talk about this is not because I'm trying to debate, right? Like I'm with you. I don't like doing that either. But, but the reason why I'm talking about it is because over the last like 20, 30 years, uh, like the food industry has created a false dichotomy between exactly what you said of like, oh, you either have to be vegan or, um, you know, and, and so like we've sort of over like the last 30 years, we've seen like a demonization of animal products. And a lot of the times you ask, how has that happened? And so if you really think about it, like, um, like b- before World War II, there were really no big food companies. And so a lot of the infrastructure that we have today that's created like our country to be able to create you know, a ton of products that come from like, you know, get products from sugar farms and wheat farms and corn farms and potato farms and soybean farms and all these things that like are basically made of junk food, um, or made into junk food. Um, a lot of the times, like what's happened is that a lot of these companies who actually make the most amount of money, uh, they're actually plant based. They sell sugar and wheat products and like, you know, things like that that are all technically plant-based. It's not healthy plant-based, but it's plant-based. And so if you look at it, right, uh, the food industry has actually created this false dichotomy of trying to demonize animal products. And in my opinion, it's because they know that if people stop eating meat, meat is usually the center of the plate. Meat is usually what gives people, most people, their calories, their protein, their fat. And so they food companies know that if you deprive someone of like essential nutrients and protein, what are they going to do? They're going to fill those up with junk food or other processed foods that they're selling to people. And so again, it's, it seems, it might seem like exactly. And so it's like, there's been this demonization of, of, of animal products. And like, for example, the food pyramid that like you and I, when we were in school that they showed us when we were younger, uh, they've changed it now. Thank God. But back then it was literally like at the bottom, the most amount of stuff that you should be eating is grains. Six to eleven servings of grains, and then it was vegetables, and then it was fruits. So it's like they've been trying to push people towards adopting a plant-based lifestyle. And again, I'm not saying that plants are bad. Like you should still eat plants. Like human beings are omnivores. You know, you should be eating both. Um, but the reality is, is that the more you you tell people to eat a plant-based, a vegan diet, the more likely they're gonna buy processed food because they're uh, devoid of nutrients that are very easy to find an animal products because um, it's just easier to process plants, you know? And so like, for me, it's like, I don't really think that, uh, you know, a lot of different like food companies that are espousing people to be vegan, it has nothing to do with your health. The only reason why they're doing it is because it's easier to process a plant like sugar and soybean oil and make it into a cookie or make it into whatever product than it is to process meat. Of course, there is processed meat, things like hot dogs and sausages and things like that. Um, But most companies are selling processed plants. And so that for me is why I talk about this. I don't don't have like any hatred or any to to try to like debate people or anything like that. Even though I do enjoy watching like debates between like doctors and different people who like have opposing (laughs) beliefs, because I think that's a great way if it's like a real debate where it's like respectful and people are stating facts, that's also a great way to learn. You know, and for me, it's like, I don't think that I have all the answers. I'm just always trying to learn. And this is just what I think is like going on right now. And I think it's very, very dangerous. And I think it's hurting a lot of people, especially younger people.
0: Yeah, you know, I I wish a lot of these subjects weren't so political because then they would be taught in schools. The politics you know- You know, everything turning political makes it very difficult to learn and feelings are hurt and people have these just lines in the sand where it's like, all right, if even if I agree with something deep down, I'm going to suppress that belief if I don't like the person that's pushing that narrative. So it's difficult, man, but it's important we talk about it. And, you know, I neither of us intend to, you know, stop trying to learn, which is, you know, all all that matters. Uh, I want to talk about alcohol what should people oh what should people yeah just one back one oh one hot topic to another oh what do you think people should know about drinking alcohol
1: i think you should drink whatever you want um but here's what i would say right so um number one i mean like i, I know people who uh, like alcohol has truly destroyed their lives and um You know, a lot of people will say, you know, I posted like this thing on my social media like a month ago. And, uh, you know, I was basically like, oh, this is what people think alcohol does to you. It makes you fun at parties. And then it might give you a hangover the next day. But in reality, what alcohol actually does to you is that it slows down all your detoxification pathways. So then inherently, it it impairs your immune system. Your immune system is directly connected to your gut microbiome. And so every time you drink alcohol, you are damaging your gut microbiome and your gut microbiome is largely what processes and digest your food and also has a huge role in the neurotransmitters that connect to your brain. Um, and so what happens is every time you drink alcohol, what's actually happening is that you're robbing your brain and your gut microbiome's ability to create more serotonin for you tomorrow and the day after and so on and so forth and so really what you're doing is like you're literally borrowing uh the this the sense of the sense of happiness the sense of uh, motivation that from you're your future you self from yeah. your future self you know and so like for me personally right again i, I don't judge people who drink alcohol people me neither they want i literally don't care um but all i would have to say is that if you know that right And it's like, you know, you're in New York. I'm sure you get invited to parties. I'm sure you get invited to events. And it's like, you know, a lot of people just have this idea of like, oh, if you go to an event or a party or whatever, or a date that, you know, you got to drink alcohol or you got to have at least one drink. And it's like, yo, like, where did these beliefs even come from? (laughs) Like these beliefs have literally come from the multi-trillion dollar alcohol industry. Oh, which guess what? Is a plant based because they take uh uh mills and and all these grains and they ferment them, so just as, like alcohol is a plant based industry, just adds up. Um, yeah, probably,
0: so, probably commercials and advertisements too.
1: Yeah, commercials, advertisements, and so, um, there's like been, especially in America, there's been like this entire culture of drinking alcohol, and it's like, oh, one drink a night, um, or, or you know, if you're in college, you're binge drinking, or, or whatever that looks like, and it's like, <laughs> if you know what I just said. I don't know like alcohol seems like a pretty not so smart way to 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 just like have a little bit of fun and like this is the crazy part about it too right you ask people like why are why do people drink alcohol it's usually like anxiety or social anxiety and like this is the crazy part right like i remember uh like a time in my life when like i had social anxiety for so much of my life and like before i i i you know broke out of that i would like drink alcohol and i would like you know feel the sense where i could go talk to people at parties and i could feel social and like what i wish people would know is that you actually have that same ability to tap into that same fun confident self without uh ingesting a liquid and like exercise
0: is, is a great way to get there
1: exercise is a great way to get there um in your own mind, like your your own mind itself. like And so I think the vast majority of why people actually abuse alcohol is because they haven't mastered their brain and their mind's innate ability to create their confident and true self, even in front of other people. Like that's really what it comes down to.
0: And that's opinion. definitely hard truth you know to to swallow um you know i i look at it a little bit differently i look at everything through the same lens that i look at extreme sports i'm the biggest sports fan there is i will never ski i will never snowboard i will never <laughs> ride a motorcycle i will never swim with great white sharks oh, these are know. just things that i'm not interested in doing <laughs> because the risk reward for me isn't there i look at alcohol and i have since high school the same the same way the risk reward Isn't there? It could make me make a decision that I would regret forever, as opposed to you know going and getting a great run in or hanging out with friends or going out to a dinner with a bunch of people. I mean, there are a million other things that can get me that same that same boost. And granted, everybody's position is different, you know. uh, And like you said on the confidence front and 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 anxiety front, definitely empathetic towards that. Um, But you know like everything you just want to try to be your best self and i think working on all these things helps get people there and it's uh you know for that reason exclusively it's something worth talking about if it helps one person it's it's worth it and sometimes people just need to hear it you know because not everybody's going to talk about it
1: alcohol has destroyed so many people's lives man like literally in 2020 other than people over 65 more people died from alcohol than COVID, is that true? Yeah.
0: All right. We definitely. Yeah, I'm every, super I, curious. I, think, I
1: I mean, we could look it up right now, but like, um, you know, you need you need like a like a Jamie. Okay, so I like, know. look, so every single year in the U.S., um, hundred forty thousand people die from alcohol directly. And so that's directly. So now we have to think indirectly. There's so many people who have um,
0: I mean drunk driving. That's, dr- that's drunk
1: driving. There's uh like uh physical health issues, like uh diabetes, dementia, all these diseases, part of it is related to alcohol. Um, so so you know, just imagine, you know, and so um again, I you know, people can drink whatever they want, but I totally agree with you for a risk-reward ratio it really doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah. You know, and and I will also say it's hard to judge everything through risk reward, but something (laughs) as extreme, like, you know, I could go play basketball and break my leg and it's like, all right, right, in that situation, the risk reward's not there, but you can also judge each individual. Like I'm a shooting guard. I stay on the outside. I'm not, you know, like there there are ways where you can minimize things on every front, which I'm sure is also the case with alcohol. For like I have friends who love wine and love the history of wine and the and the the fundamentals behind you know bottles and aging and and studying grapes. Like these are real passions that I think are freaking sick. And they are so experienced and so wise that they're able to manage those things which is also an incredibly difficult skill. It's like it's like they of course there are great people uh who gamble in casinos, but there aren't a lot of them. Yeah, for sure. uh, exactly. And eventually <laughs> they get banned. Exactly. And eventually they get banned from those casinos, you know, I, a, lot, a lot of these concepts from other areas where it's like stacked up against you uh I feel like apply here but you know, obviously like I'm even personally curious about wine as a collectible asset class. I, I don't drink, but I own wine. How crazy is that? How crazy?
1: Like, like, like literal wine or like NFTs or what do you know?
0: Like literal bottles of wine that I think the history is cool of and will just keep sealed forever because.
1: You're going to keep it sealed forever
0: or give it away to somebody who does enjoy that. And you know, but.
1: That's like good for like a special moment, man
0: maybe when i'm older maybe i will drink wine i I mean it sounds kind of fun um but what 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 does it uh yeah i want to talk about this you said recently that every man needs to be able to cook in 2022 uh why why do you say that ordering isn't good enough or or a (laughs) microwave i'm a microwave professional
1: I mean, you could definitely be a microwave professional. I, I like the the creativity, but I mean listen, I think that every man needs to learn how to cook because if you don't, you basically hold your health hostage from like you're basically held hostage. Your health is held hostage by restaurants, by whoever cooks for you, your your partner, your 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 family if you live at home, whatever the situation is. Um and so for me it's like you have to take that level of freedom and independence as a man, you know, and if you don't have time, it's like, you know, you can maybe find like a good, you know, meal prep company or something like that. I'm not saying that, you know, you have to cook, you know, every single t- day and stuff like that. Um, You know, so figure out what works for you. But I mean, at the end of the day, like the truth is, is that like, you know, obviously eating out like going to a restaurant is not a, you know, it's not a big deal or anything, but um, you know, if you're always eating out of restaurants, like, One of the biggest issues with that is a lot of restaurants use like just straight up like industrialized, like corn oil.
0: Cause they want Uh, you to come back.
1: They want you to come back. And the truth is that it's just the cheapest thing. And so anything that's like cooked, it's like on the grill, they use oil and it's not the the greatest oil for you. Um, And different people can like have different reactions to it depending on the person. Um, And so if you're eating like three times a day, uh that's definitely not going to be good for you you know uh <laughs> yeah. um, and and then the other the other part behind that too is like if you like learn how to cook like and if you learn how to cook good meals like you know in terms of like getting ladies
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, I believe no, that number
1: one thing, man. I, uh, like, uh, top way to get into a girl's heart is because her not, mouth. not that many
0: guys, <laughs> not that many guys that's that came off wrong, that came off very wrong. Uh, but I'm sure
1: it's a double entendre, but it's <laughs>
0: uh, you know, not that many guys do cook, it's true, kind of crazy. And I
1: remember, I remember in like 2015 16, I, I picked up a book called Four Hour Chef by Tim Ferriss, and in it, he talked, he was like, yo. I would like have all these date nights with all these girls and he'd cook for them and, and he'd like take them through this entire like cooking experience. And so like, listen, if, you know, if you're a guy, obviously, you know, you got to like practice a little bit, but um, like cooking is a key, key skill to like being free in your life and having control over your own health.
0: Oh, yeah. It's easy too. I'm definitely no master chef, but I cook meat pretty much every day, just personally, nice. or fish or whatever. But, it, you know, good it doesn't, stuff, it, it's not pretty. It's not it doesn't pretty. doesn't matter, man. It doesn't but matter. It, but it tastes good. As long as it <laughs> tastes good, man. As long that, as it tastes
1: good, you give your body, your brain what it needs. That's the best.
0: What what does being healthy mean in 2022, eh? you know, you turn on social media and everybody and their mom's telling you what, what you got to do. And it's like impossible. to like, it's so annoying. Like everybody, everybody, yeah. I mean, everybody thinks they're an expert at everything. For sure. I'm probably included yeah. in some of those categories.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, for sure.
0: What, what does it mean to be healthy in 2022 in your own opinion?
1: So this is what I would say, right? Anybody who's on like on Instagram and like they in their bio they have like uh like the plant and they have vegan or they have uh the 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 butter emoji and it says keto or they have the meat emoji and it says carnivore, uh just like don't even listen to them because the reality <laughs> is like straight up like like I'm not, I'm not even trying to be mean or anything. The reality is that they are invested into an ideology. Do you really think that like? Tomorrow, if they like if someone like showed them direct evidence or like a a direct reason why like their theory is wrong, you really think they're going to change their mind? No, there's There's no absolute way. There's a
0: term in investing called anchoring. And that's basically what that is, where the second you buy into something, you look for any piece of information that backs that up and you're anchored to whatever price you bought in at and think that that is fair value for this stock company person place thing Uh, so that I could definitely see. I definitely see it applied to social media, even with like influencers who make car content and then, you know the hype changes to motorcycles and they don't want to talk about motorcycles or cars. So they say cars are the best, you know, it's like politics and everything else. I feel like it's crazy how the world yeah. works because of the brain and evolution. But I agree. You're,
1: yeah. You're, you're, you're bending over for the algorithm.
0: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> straight up. And, and so, yeah, so straight up, like anyone who has like these like icons that they're following a die ideology, Personally, I'm not interested in them because I like to look at the science. I like to look at the evidence. I don't, you know, it's so sad because like, uh, like in 2022, nutrition is religion, like straight up, you know? And so people are invested in their different camps. Um, And so for me, what I look at and like, you know, what does healthy eating mean? What that to me looks like is like, you're choosing to basically not be uh, the outcome of an experiment that major food companies worth billions of dollars have been running, especially in the United States for the last 30 years. So that to me is really the, like what I think at because um the reality is like we've never been, I totally agree with what you're saying about the world's never been better. But at the same time, like we've also never been sicker, uh, both when it comes to physical health um, and also mental health. Like it's something like a hundred million people in America, have diabetes. A hundred million people in America have uh, high blood pressure, um, and and mental health issues on the rise. And so, for me, I definitely think that food is a major contribution to that. And and I'm not talking about like, you know, oh, if you, you know, go out to McDonald's once, you're gonna, you know, die, you know, or get anxiety. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is you know, your brain has evolved for thousands of years, um, to get key nutrients and amino acids and essential fatty acids, um, that it cannot produce on its own to literally recreate your brain, to like help your neurotransmitters get fuel to, you know, fuel every part of your body. And the reality is that the the vast majority of us are not even eating like a quality diet that can even be suitable for like optimal health, um, or even like a baseline level of health, because so much of our diets are nutrient void, and they're just filled with highly processed carbohydrates. They're filled with industrialized oils and fats that are not good for you. And they're filled with low quality protein, if any protein at all.
0: Let me ask you this crazy hypothetical. Let's say, oh. you know, go back a hundred years. The world of processed food is very different. 1922, 10 years after the Titanic. Um, oh. You know, what, what do you think the world would look like if processed foods never, never came around and people had just been eating healthy, everybody on the planet for the last hundred years? Would we, be, uh, would we be on Mars already?
1: <laughs> it's an interesting question. So I definitely, so I think the reason why like processed foods exist is because it enabled us to decrease the amount of time that we need to eat. And so when it comes to like the industrial revolution and like making cities, I actually think that processed foods were actually helpful in the rate of speed. And so I actually think that if we had always eaten healthy, it actually would have taken our society much longer to like develop and create technology. It would have taken us a much longer, I think. But with that being said, I mean, every single year, the U.S. government literally spends trillions and trillions of dollars on healthcare. And so imagine taking that money um, if we lived in a population that didn't really need it because, um, you know, if everyone ain't healthy, our chronic illnesses would be, you know, other than genetic components, it would be almost zero. Um, just like people, who, you know, die from car accidents or things that are serious issues where hospitals are needed. Um, and so I definitely think our society would have like grown a little bit slower, but it would be much more foundational. if anything, I think that we grew too quick and we can like, look at like, for example, the infrastructure in America, the health status of America, um, uh, because we just focused on growth, 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 growth. We weren't taking a look under the hood of like hey, what happens when you give people this kind of food for like 30 years? And now we sort of right. have the result right now. And so I definitely think our society would be better off, but I think maybe the industrial revolution would have taken a little bit longer. Um, but maybe that would have been a good thing, honestly.
0: Yeah. Some, some of the problems are you know, definitely from what I've read and watched documentaries online is just the cost of eating healthy is significantly higher, and I'm sure it's somewhat set up that way. Um, you know, to it, yeah. uh, incentivize these companies. But that, you know, it's very unfortunate. Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it's so interesting, man. So like, um, like there was a study done that basically looked at um, the U.S. Uh, food Committee in 2020, the people that make like the guidelines. And they literally did a study where it showed 19 out of the 20 people in the committee, 95% of them, had conflicts of interest with big food companies. And so basically what happens is that major food companies pay the government, they get in the government, and they make rules for the food industry that essentially um, lead it to where only if you have a lot of money, then you can sort of step in and play the game. And so what they're doing is they're essentially creating um, sort of a limited monopoly where only like major like billion dollar food companies can sell their products in the major grocery stores that you know hundreds of millions of americans go shop at every single day that's slowly starting to change so like that's one component of it the second component of it is the subsidies that the government provides so ever since world war ii and there was this sort of threat of like famine and food insecurity Basically, what the government did is they subsidized major crops. So things like corn, soybeans, uh, wheat, potatoes, things that like uh, we need to grow. And so government has basically subsidized that we create these things in mass, like excess. That's why a lot of the times they're really cheap. And this is the other part of it, though, too. A lot of the processed foods now, if you look like at the back, they're made out of soybean oil. They're made out of corn oil. And so, what they've done is that they have literally grown so much of potatoes and corn and wheat because they're all funded by the government. So, there's like a, a, a lot of supply. And they have like, you know, some entrepreneur or some company came and they literally started to buy like all this corn and then they made into it high fructose corn syrup. And they put that in, they sold that to all the junk food companies. They take oh they buy all the soybeans that they're not going to use. They burn them up. They create soybean oil. They sell them to all the junk food companies. And so it's literally like a, like a multi-billion dollar industry of every part of it. That's literally partly funded like by the government. And so honestly, like if I had a magic wand, what I would do is like, I would um, shift the government funding into regenerative farming. And so what's, what's happening right now is that when they grow these mass crops, these huge fields of corn and soy and wheat, what they're actually doing is they're actually destroying the environment and they're actually destroying the soil quality, which is where all of our nutrition in the world for all of our food comes from. And so what happens is like on a farm, if you don't have animals, a farm cannot grow properly. And so a lot of times when people think like, for example, oh, uh, if people eat more plant based things, that's going to be better for the environment. Well, it's like, is it really? Because when you grow these mass crops, you're destroying the soil, you're destroying the environment itself and its ability for food to be nutritious, which is why the government also mandates that, for example, on with wheat and some other products, they have to spray synthetic vitamins, which is why if you ever buy a box of pasta in the U.S. or bread, and you look at the back of the ingredients, you'll see all these words. It's like enriched thymine, enriched uh, riboflavin, <laughs> and all these are just like the scientific words for the B vitamins, because they know that the soil that the, that they're growing it on is being destroyed and it has no nutrients. And is it's that destroyed. a is really that a good enough
0: is that a good enough solution for that sort of stuff?
1: No. So what we need to do is like, we need to create regenerative farms, which is how people have done it for thousands of years, where you grow plants and you grow animals. And it's more of a, um, like a homogenous, uh, environment. But the issue is, is that then there's sort of like mass scale. So there's like 330 million people in America. So then you have to ask the question of like, can you create that kind of farm to produce enough food? for those amount of people every single day so which then so then like it becomes political because then it matters like where the government is putting their money in and so they like it, it's so complicated in a way um especially when you like look at why things cost the way they cost but i think that it is 100 percent possible uh to live in a world where for example people have access to you know high quality seafood people have access to grass-fed beef people have access to eggs um, and it can be cheap. It's definitely possible, but the way that things are set up now, it, it's tough. But what I will say is that it's definitely possible to, to eat healthy on a budget. Like it's definitely, definitely possible. You may not have that many options. You may have to eat the same things again and again, but it's definitely possible, you know? And, and so, um, there's definitely ways to do it. You know, it's tough for sure. And and there's different people, for example, like in, in, in America, that live in food deserts where it's very hard for them to actually gain access to high quality food that is affordable. So there's definitely a lot of issues, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's what it means to be human. To be human is to eat. You know, if you look at food, food is tapped into every single part of culture and society and politics Yeah, yeah. and our health and our mental health and our future. And that's why, like, for example, I decided to be like a certified, become a certified nutrition coach and, like try to put my stuff out there on this, because I think a lot of people have been uh, led to be confused so they can be taken advantage of like straight up. And I was lucky enough to, you know, six years ago, seven years ago now, you know, you know, basically use food to fight, you know, different health problems, mental health issues. And it's, uh, it's never been more important now.
0: Well, I, I love, I love the, the the message and, you know, Pushing people to be healthier is never the wrong thing. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll close on this, but uh, you know, I, I think that's so why I, I don't know if you've seen this thing I do. It's called No Days Offseas. and yeah, the course. reason the reason why I I started that is because I wanted to put as many things in my day that I would never regret doing. Right, and the the first thing I could think of is like, oh well, I'll never regret getting exercise. I'll never regret getting sunlight and things like that. And people misinterpret it as like, oh, you're destroying your knees from running every day. I don't run every day. (laughs) I I run some days and I walk some days and I lift weights some days. You know, you mix it up, play basketball some days. But the the message is, you know, do things that you'll never regret. And I, I think pushing a narrative of just improving general health, like, you know, some of the subjects we talked about here are important. So thank you.
1: Of course, man. Of course, dude, this has been awesome.
0: All right, everybody. You can find uh, Mark's information in the description and we'll see you next time. Peace.